Hello, friends. Welcome to My Good Woman, the podcast for new and future female leaders. I'm your host, Non Andrews, a happily married hockey mom and the founder and CEO of Free Range Thinking Business Strategy Consulting. Grab a seat at the table with me each week for candid conversations with culture-shifting, glass-ceiling-busting, trailblazing women leading impactful enterprises. We discuss what makes them tick, how they get it all done, and actionable strategies to help you lead with confidence and grow the visibility, reach, and revenue of your business. We're classy ladies, but we don't bleep the swear words. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello, my good woman. Welcome back to a rogue episode. Real talk, I was supposed to deliver this episode a week ago, and I'm a little behind. So don't tell Julissa, my podcast coordinator. I'm literally just going to sneak this one in myself. I am chilling in my sweats, as you can see, or as you can hear, maybe you can hear, with some seriously loud metal music in the background. My son's band just dropped their second EP on Spotify, Funeral Massacre. Should you want to check them out if you like very heavy metal music? And they're getting ready to start playing out, so they're practicing a lot again at my house. I love being a metal mom, and sometimes it crosses over with my podcast recording. So there you go, little behind the scenes of me. But today, I have got a treat that is juicier than the latest Hollywood gossip. We are diving headfirst into the glitzy world of the 2024 Golden Globes. So, Why, you may ask, on a business and educational podcast, are we talking about the Golden Globes? Well, my work as a business strategist and leadership coach is primarily in the entertainment industry. And over the last 20 years, I have been privileged to work with many Golden Globe winners, including this year. I'm especially proud, in fact, to have supported several who won this year. So let's talk a little bit about what the Golden Globes are. Because for those of you that aren't in the entertainment industry or don't really follow it as a profession, the Golden Globes are an entertainment award ceremony that was previously produced by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And that group was a membership of entertainment reporters with a nonprofit philanthropic arm. The group of reporters would cover entertainment during the course of the year. So they're the people that are writing the articles that you see in all the different publications. And they produce an annual awards ceremony, the Golden Globes. And the advertising revenue from that awards ceremony goes into their nonprofit fund. The fund gives grants to creative charitable organizations. For instance, funds have been used to restore more than 90 important and classic films. But here's what's interesting. The organization, since its founding in 1944, has always had some kind of drama going on. And what was fascinating about this year is that the organization disbanded and then rebranded because, among other controversies, and there were many, as of 2021, there still was not one black journalist in the HFPA. Not one. And the journalists are the ones that vote on who receives the awards. And when you receive an award from an individual contributor perspective, like if you're an individual actor, writer, etc., that can mean more work and more opportunities. And from a 
overall creative perspective, the films that are nominated for these awards and or win these awards receive a greater viewership. So by not having a greater representation of reporters in this organization, they were impacting what culturally is seen and shared. So the organization disbanded. They have been restarted and rebranded. And the newly formed nonprofit, which I still don't know the name of, I think it's just called the Golden Globes organization, has added 300 new journalists to its reporting roster, and it's taking active steps to make it more diverse and reflective of reality. So a little bit of Hollywood insider information for you, if that's not something that you're usually connected with. So even with all that said, it is an award ceremony that recognizes achievement in film and television, and I watch it every year because I am moved and inspired by each culminating moment for the nominees and the winners. Now, most audience members get up to pee or get a snack when a Best Actor winner is announced because that actor will start listing all of their family members, their agents, their managers, their lawyers, which to an outside observer doesn't make for very good entertainment. I, however, am wrapped because I know more than many how arduous the journey was for that person or that group of people to be standing there accepting that award. And I've received the gift of working with a handful of people who accepted awards this year. So I wanted to share my top takeaways from working with such high-achieving, deeply creative individuals. And before I do that, I just want to do a few shout-outs to some of the folks from the award ceremony, the most recent award ceremony. Number one, Joe Coy. Well done, brother. You took on a job at the last possible minute that was high stakes, big audience, tough crowd, and I think you did admirably in those circumstances. You definitely caught me for a few laughs. There were some things that didn't fly. You're a stand-up comedian, and there is nobody better suited to take on that moment than you were. So well done. I want to shout out Andre Day and Jean-Baptiste. Your presentation moment was so fun. To me, it was the highlight of the whole show. A little Super Mario Brothers dance, a little laugh, a little fun. It brought joy to that moment. And lastly, I want to shout out Simu Lu and Issa Rae for their hilarious and all too true admiration for being able to take on white people roles, like the alcoholic teacher who has to give up everything to be able to teach students in the inner city and save their own lives. It was funny because it's true. What do all of these moments have in common for me in watching the show this year? It was great to see such a diverse group of people presenting the awards, which means to me that they have achieved, like literally they won a Golden Globe and so they're presenting, or they have influence and awareness in the community. And that was not something that was present in the Golden Globes for decades. Change might be slow, but it is happening and I'm really excited to see it. And I'm very happy to see those particular performers just showing us their brilliance. So without further ado, here is the glitz, the glam, and the downright genius of what I have learned from the 2024 Golden Globe winners and from having the privilege of being able to coach these high-performing creatives. Lesson number one that I have learned, if you can dream it, you can do it. Stars that we see on TV and in our favorite films are not wishful thinkers. They are full-blown dream architects. They have honed their ability to turn what-ifs into heck yes, and they make the impossible look like a walk in the park. 
not only in their performances, but in what they do to be hired for the projects that they work in and to deliver the performances they deliver. In my conversations with actors, writers, and directors, what you see on screen always, always starts with a wish, a dream. And sometimes it is whispered over self-doubt. And sometimes it is claimed with fire and power. And every time those wishes start with no way of knowing how or when or if something will come to fruition. But it doesn't stop the wishing and it doesn't stop the drive to achieve. Being on the inside of those conversations and having the privilege of giving these creative support continually gives me courage to think and dream bigger in my own life and business. They show me repeatedly that if I can dream it, I can do it. Lesson number two that I have learned from coaching Golden Globe winners, resilience is everything. So back to those acceptance speeches, behind every thank you is a tale of tenacity and a massive support team. These winners don't just stumble, they get back up. They bounce back like they're on a trampoline and they turn setbacks into comebacks. So much of what you see on screen has taken years, even decades to make it to your Netflix queue. And the performers that you're watching have endured hundreds, if not thousands, of rejections. They have missed or been denied opportunities. They've been told they don't have the cachet for the budgets that they need to make their projects happen, even if they're overqualified. They have faced bias of every type. Strikes happen. Investors pull out. The number of things that can go wrong versus the few things that go right in the pursuit of creative dreams is staggering. And I've been on the receiving end of many of those emotional breakdowns. And still, these creatives rise. They stay positive and hopeful. They persevere because their why, the reason they do what they do, is so strong that they are undeterred. And what I've learned is that whenever my business is in a dip, maybe a new course or a creative project I have flops, their resilience reminds me to reconnect to my why and get up off the mat and rally my team to keep going and myself. Lesson number three of things that I have learned coaching Golden Globe winners. Turn that breakdown around. For being an industry that is notorious for big egos and narcissists, I have not worked with any. What I've noticed with my high-performing creative clients is how quickly they notice their flaws, shift, and make new choices. Every single one of them is in therapy and on a journey of self-discovery and self-improvement. And I imagine that's part of the reason why they started working with me as a coach. They're open. They're not content to let their personality flaws limit or dictate their interactions with others or hold them back from what they could possibly achieve. And what I'm continually in awe of is how quickly they shift their perspective, thinking, or behavior when something that they're doing is no longer working. For instance, if you think about an actor when they're acting in a film, they'll do their performance and a director will give them notes to try and shift something, do something a little bit different in their performance. And that's how they are in life. If something is not working, if something's not creating benefit for them and for the people that they're collaborating with, they'll shift it quickly and not make a big deal out of it. And that is something that I aspire to every single day. Being able to notice my behavior, create a shift, and move on without a lot of time spent in between. Lesson number four of what I have learned coaching Golden Globe winners is that now is always better, especially when it comes to creating connections and relationships. And I got to admit, you guys, this is like, mm, I could use a little more uh, consistency in this area. Just ask my friends. 
High-performing creatives don't wait for anything, especially text messages. They text back immediately. In fact, one of my clients is so fast that if it takes more than 30 minutes to hear back from her, I'm concerned that she is stuck under a bus. If there is a phone call or an introduction to be made, they make it. The pace of communication in the entertainment industry is extremely fast. My clients don't procrastinate even when they're terrified to take the next step. Yeah, sometimes they procrastinate a little bit, but mostly they leap because they recognize that there is a window of inspiration and possibility for things to happen, for things to move forward. It's a hot moment. And if you're outside the hot moment, people are moving on to the next thing. So they strike while the iron's hot. Working with professionals who move at this pace has seriously upped my communication game, and it has also helped me tune up my ability to assess opportunities that are right for me so I can give it a thumbs up or thumbs down and move more quickly. And if there is someone that I can help with my connections or my resources, I do it, I turn it around really quickly. I don't sit on it. Lesson five, this is my last lesson, my last takeaway of what I've learned from coaching Golden Globe winners. Connect and conquer. People in the entertainment industry don't just network, they make connections that count. It's not just about rubbing elbows, it's about building bridges that last longer than their screen time. There's a funny phenomenon in the entertainment industry with everybody talking about taste. Everybody has good taste. Oh, they have great taste in projects. They have great taste in people. They have great taste in clients. Nobody can really define what they mean by taste, but they do have taste in everything. Projects, talent, and representation. And to me, what that has come to mean is the quality of the person. So not just that the person or the project, it's not just that it's interesting or that it's meaningful or that it's dramatic or emotional. It's also that the people that are involved in it deliver, they have high integrity, meaning they do what they say they're going to do, and they have a really special, unique skill set, or there's something really special or unique about the project. And with that, most of the creatives that I work with have generously referred me to their friends, colleagues, and collaborators, and I have done the same with them. And we rise together. In fact, when I look through my roster of people that I've worked with, they're all connected to one another. They all came through one another. And so what I take away from that as I continue building my business is I'm looking for my ride or dies. I'm looking for my people that can rise together with me in business. And that may be inside a mastermind with me. It may be that we create a course or a project together. It could be that we promote each other's work or we're guests on each other's podcast. But I'm always looking for my people that are my people. There you have it. The behind the scenes playbook of the 2024 Golden Globes Award winners and the Golden Globes. It's not just about the glitz and the glam. I mean, who doesn't love a gorgeous dress? I love some chunky diamond jewelry and a gorgeous dress. But what's underneath that is grit, gumption, and a whole lot of guts. So I'm inviting you, my good woman, to take a page out of their script and remember that in the movie of your life, you are the star, the director, the screenwriter. So write big, write bold, and be brilliant. That's a wrap for today's show. If your ears are thanking you right now, make sure you hit subscribe. Trust me, you don't want to miss what comes up next. And I promise I'll deliver on time. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to promise. I'm going to do my very best, though. And until then, my good woman, keep your dreams big, your spirits high, and your laughter loud. This is Dawn Andrews blowing you a big red carpet kiss. Mwah! 
Thank you for joining me this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit mygoodwoman.com. And before you go, make sure you follow or subscribe to the podcast so you can receive fresh episodes when they drop. And if you're enjoying My Good Woman, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their pods. So even though it takes only a few seconds, it really does make a difference and helps our show grow. This episode was produced by me and Julissa Ramirez. Thank you again for joining me, Don Andrews, in this episode of My Good Woman. Thank you.